Hello, this is Manisha Pandey from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. The standoff between citizens and the Maharashtra state government took a new turn today with the Supreme Court stepping in, but a little late. The top court today heard petitions by activists who are protesting against the felling of over 2000 trees in RA colony for the construction of a Mumbai metro car shed. The court today ordered status quo stating that the Maharashtra government should not cut down any more trees till the next hearing on October 21st. The court asked the state government to submit a status report on the number of trees felled so far and the compulsory afforestation by the Mumbai Metro. The court observed that, quote, it appeared array was a forest at some point of time, unquote. The intervention comes a little late, of course, because over a thousand trees have already been cut. Last week on Friday, under heavy security, civic authorities cut down trees to clear up land for construction of the metro car shed. The tree cutting took place amid massive protests and clashes broke out between the police and green activists. Close to 30 people were arrested and the police on Saturday imposed Section 144 of the Criminal Procedure Code in RA. This means that there is a restriction of movement and gathering of groups in the area. The police had also cordoned off the area. After the Supreme Court's order today, the National Congress Party leader Supriya Sule condemned the haste with which the state government acted over the weekend in cutting the trees. She tweeted, quote, The Supreme Court decision on RA is welcome. However, what is worrying is the admission of the Maharashtra government in the SC that the necessary number of trees have already been cut. Unquote. Former Chief Minister Ashok Chavan also criticised the Bharatiya Janata Party and Shiv Sena. He said, Quote, the Supreme Court's order is a tight slap on the face of BJP Shiv Sena government that has tried to suppress the voice of the common man and activists protesting against RA tree felling. Unquote. It's election time again and things are heating up in Maharashtra and Haryana. Shiv Sena chief Uddhav Thakre gave an interview to Sena's mouthpiece Samna and pretty much admitted that he compromised on the seat-sharing pact with the BJP for the Maharashtra polls on October 21. He said this was for the welfare of the state. The Shiv Sena had been asking for at least 135 seats but settled for 124 instead. Thakre told Samna, quote, There is no point in discussing the reasons behind the BJP and Sena contesting the 2014 polls separately. It was a war. There was a wave at the national level but we put a check on it in Maharashtra. Despite being in power, we have always raised voice for the cause of the common man. Unquote. Meanwhile, All India Congress Committee General Secretary Priyanka Gandhi visited two houses in Lucknow today. Priyanka is apparently planning for her long-term stay in the Uttar Pradesh capital to gear up for the 2022 assembly elections. CNN News 18 reports that according to sources, one of the two houses that she visited is located in the high-end locality of Gomtinagar. The other house is located near Pragnarayan Road and belongs to former Congress leader and MP Sheila Kaul. As far as Haryana elections are concerned, the battle for Congress seems almost lost with the party having a tough time containing dissidents within its ranks. Rahul Gandhi's aide and former Haryana Congress president Ashok Tanwar resigned from the party on Saturday. His resignation letter stated, quote, Hard-working congressmen who rise from the grassroots and belong to non-political and humble family backgrounds are not valued. Money, blackmail and pressure tactics seem to work at the end. Internal democracy is being killed by selfish interests of a few lobbies. Unquote. The Asia-Pacific Division of the Global Money Laundering Watchdog, the Financial Action Task Force, said today that Pakistan has failed to fully implement a UN Security Council resolution against Hafiz Said and other UN-designated terrorists. The agency also said that Pakistan was fully compliant with only one of 40 recommendations on curbing money laundering and terror financing in the country, 
even when it comes to outfits like Jaish e Mohammed and Lashkar e Taiba. The report comes about a week before the agency will decide whether to retain Pakistan in a grey list of countries with inadequate controls over terrorism financing. The Financial Action Task report notes, quote, Chances are high that Pakistan would be retained on the grey list during the FATF plenary meeting from October 13 to 18th in Paris, unquote. Workers' Union of the Telangana State Road Transport Corporation called a huge protest in Hyderabad today. This is after Chief Minister K. Chandrasekhar Rao decided to dismiss 50,000 employees for participating in a two-day strike. A report in Scroll.in states that the transport lobby had called for a strike on Saturday and Sunday with a set of 26 demands. One of the demands included a merger of the transport body with the government so that workers could avail benefits. The state government had called the strike illegal and asked the employees to get back to work by 6pm on Saturday or they would lose their jobs. On Sunday night, the chief minister said that those who failed to resume working would not be taken back. The chief minister later declared that only 1,200 employees were now with the transport body as the rest took part in the strikes on the second day. As India waits for the Chinese Nord to attend the bilateral summit between Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Chinese Premier Xi Jinping, Chennai police arrested Tibetan activist and writer Tenzing Tunzu and nine other activists. According to the police, the Tibetans, including two student activists, had reportedly planned a protest during Premier Xi's visit to Mahabalipuram, calling for the independence of Tibet. The Hindu reports that the arrests were preceded by inputs from the Central Intelligence Agencies on protests by Tibetan Youth Congress and Students for Free Tibet India. The Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine for 2019 will be awarded to two American researchers and one British scientist for their discoveries on how cells sense and adapt to oxygen availability. The committee said, quote, the discoveries made by this year's Nobel Prize laureates have fundamental importance for physiology and have paved the way for promising new strategies to fight anemia, cancer and many other diseases. Unquote. This is the first Nobel Prize to be announced this year and other prizes will be announced through this week. To end, I'd like to leave you guys with some recommendations from newslaundry.com. I highly recommend that you read my colleague Pratik Goyal's series on everything that's wrong with the Congress in Maharashtra. Also, don't forget to watch this week's TV Nuisance where we look at how Prime Minister Narendra Modi is being feted as India ke papa by many of our news anchors. And last but not the least, do consider subscribing to newslaundry.com. Log on to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Choose a subscription, be a disruptor or a game changer, but do subscribe. Remember that News Laundry does not take any advertisements from corporations or governments. We completely rely on you, that is the viewer, the listener, the reader, to support our journalism. So do consider subscribing to newslaundry.com. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.